Our first storyteller tonight is Kent Harrison Hayes. Oh, really? <laughs> well, uh, so it's been three years. Don't count this on my time. It's been three years since I've told a story. Get out the cowbell. Um, my brain's got a lot going on. So uh, before I moved to uh, southern Utah, I was the president of an audio and video post-production facility in Los Angeles, California on Sunset Boulevard. And uh, it was in West Hollywood. And we dubbed films and television shows into different languages. And uh, one of the languages was English. <laughs> That's shocking. We did a lot of stuff from Japanese into English. So. Uh, we were in a really cool area of Sunset Boulevard. I mean, we had a ton of really, uh, really fantastic restaurants. We were across from the original Spagos. We were down the street from, from Tower Records. I mean, it was a really cool area. So, it, and it was really chic. We had great shops and everything there. After midnight, uh, our little section of Sunset Boulevard turned south. Uh, it, was, it was more known for, you know, ladies of the evening than than anything else, and, uh, and so that was always kind of a fun thing. So in the early years of the studio, I did everything from soup to nuts. I mean, I designed and built the studios, I, I stayed overnight and I typed scripts for the, for the sessions that were going to be done the next morning. And it was on, on one such evening that my little story began. Uh, I was sitting at our reception area and the the plate glass window that was in front of reception looked out over Sunset Boulevard, so it was a fantastic place to actually see what was going on on the Strip. And uh, we had the best Selectric typewriter <laughs> that was there at the reception area. I mean, this was the early 80s, and we were all about technology, so <laughs> we were smoking hot. So I was sitting there at about 3 in the morning, looking out over Sunset Boulevard and typing my way on this electric typewriter and really paying attention. And then all of a sudden, there was a pounding on the door. And I was like, it's 3 o'clock in the frickin' morning. Who's anyway, so I went to the front door, and, and I, I cracked the door open a little bit. And I saw one of our English-language directors that was standing out in front of the studio. And I was like, Ralph, what the hell are you doing here at 3 o'clock in the morning? And he said... I left my car in the back parking lot. <laughs> so I opened up the door and was about to let him through, and he started to walk through the, the uh, lobby and down the stairs to the parking lot. But what I hadn't seen was right behind Ralph was his paid paramour. <laughs> so, and she like burst through the door past me, singing all the while, past or following Ralph. She was singing the whole time. Here comes the rhythm band. And she followed Ralph through the lobby, down the stairs, and into the back parking lot, I thought. So I shut and locked the front door and went back to typing. So I was typing for about 20 minutes, and then I realized no one had come up the side driveway up to Sunset Boulevard. So, being the responsible human I was, I went in search. And I, I went downstairs and from room to room. And finally, I made my way to the control room of Studio C. Now, Studio C was our 
Foley pit. And anybody, I don't know if you, if you don't know what Foley is, it's the recording of live sound effects for television and feature films. So, so there is in the pit, it's a literal pit, it's, uh, there's sand and, and rocks and brick and carpet and linoleum and water and there are doors so that they can make door slams and everything like that. So it's a really cool area to, to record in. So I popped myself in the, in the control room and it was pitch black and I flipped on the light, and, which shone a light through the soundproof glass into the studio where I saw Ralph making sound effects. <laughs> in the sand pit. <laughs> okay, I was only 24 years old at the time and it was like, I came from Utah. This was something we just don't see normally. <laughs> So I flipped the light on and off a couple of times to try to get some little attention out there. And finally, Ralph you know, looked over and I caught his attention and he was like, what? You know, I mean, I couldn't hear him, but I could see his lips. So I, I motioned, your session is over. <laughs> so I, I turned the light off. I went back out into the hallway waiting for or Ralph to compose himself. So he, he and, uh, and his uh, lovely lady uh, came out, mostly clothed, uh, into the hallway, and I, and I escorted them out into the, to the back hallway and into the, in, into the back parking lot and uh, closed the door, locked it, and said goodnight. So I went back upstairs to my typing, and uh, after, I don't know, about five or six minutes, I realized that uh, I, I, I saw the lady love uh, walking up the, up the side driveway and out onto Sunset Boulevard. So she blended her way into the night and I, I bid her adieu and went back to typing. So me and my Selectric, we were like, it's now like four o'clock in the morning and I'm, I'm really anxious to get home. So I finished the script and I, I went out the front door and locked up the studio, and I went to grab my car, which was in a lot uh, adjacent to our building. So I went and got in it and, and left, and I went home for a few hours of sleep. And I left a, a note at the studio that said, you know, don't disturb me. I've been here since four or until 4 o'clock. So I get home, have a nice night's sleep. The next morning I get home, or get back to the studio, rather, um, at about 11. And I was greeted with the news that sometime during the evening, Ralph had expired uh, over, his, over his steering wheel in the car in the back parking lot. Yeah, well, um, it was very sad and uh, unexpected. <laughs> and so I, uh, Ralph had already been taken away and I spent a couple of hours um, telling my story to the, to the cops. And I, I let them know everything I thought was pertinent. <laughs> I skipped the tryst in the Foley pit. <laughs> so uh, I thought, well, Ralph's gone. We're never going to see her again. <laughs> so the, the day went on and... Uh, we, we kind of, out of respect, we just left the studio closed for the day. But the next day, things had to resume to normal. We had to keep recording for what we were doing for all the major studios that, that week. And 
About three days later, our, uh, our Foley artist, almost done, our Foley artist came up to my studio and, or come, came up to my office and said, um, Kent, I just got back from the West Hollywood Medical Center and I'm infested with crabs. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just letting you know that uh, something had to have happened in that room. And so then I had to tell them, as Paul Harvey used to say, the rest of the story. <laughs> so Ralph and his lady lice had left their <laughs> ongoing gift for the studio. And uh, so the story was, I thought I had busted Ralph and his lady. But in the end, Ralph, even after death, had busted me. So... <laughs>